The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Nah, 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 come on! On this episode of the Heat Check, guess what? Another COVID episode. Just when, just when I thought maybe my obligatory COVID episode was done for the year, since that dropped literally a week ago, shit has hit the fan even more. Goddamn Omarion. With that being said, Brock, drop that motherfucking beat. We did the COVID show last week. And then guess what? Shit fucking got worse. Yeah. How bad has it gotten? In the last week, we are currently approaching 100 NBA players currently in health and safety protocols. The vast majority of them having caught the Omarion variant. Uh, here's where I have to remind you to go to math school. There is only 450 active NBA players at any given time in the league. That's fucking a quarter of the league that's currently quarantining. Like right now, a quarter of the NBA is in health and safety protocols. And Adam Silver and the NBA are in full crisis mode now, of course. They're like, what do we do? Like, these guys can't even field full rosters. Like, it's just the YMCA after a Saturday night. Like, and you get there on Sunday morning and, like, it's just you and three people. That's currently where we're at. Like, as of the recording of this show, they've now canceled seven games. Or postponed them, I guess. And although Adam Silver has made it clear that a pause to the season is not going to happen, even though he's keeping his eye on the NHL, which has paused the season. I don't know what that means. It means he is not sure what to do, like I said. And, and that's a lie. Like I think he might have to put it on pause. Not sure. Because maybe, just maybe, he should have thought of that before he created an entire 82-game season and not said, okay, for first half, we're gonna, these are going to be scheduled, and then we'll evaluate after. That's no, no, that's what they did last year, 72 games. Half of the season was planned out in advance, and they said, we'll see where we're at. We'll make adjustments given that the entire Wizards roster has had COVID for two straight weeks. Like, we're going to need to backload some of these games, give them some, and then we'll figure out when the playoffs really start. We've got buffers in in place. Concerts are going to have to wait. No. They said 
unless something extraordinary happens, things are good. And now they have had some extraordinary circumstances happen and extraordinary rules implemented just to keep playing. The Nets played and won with only eight players on the roster the other night. Teams are struggling. Teams are struggling just to put out players we know, struggling to put out players that can actually be in shape to play full minutes, and to make sure they have enough warm bodies on the floor. The NBA has passed a new extraordinary rule allowing expanded rosters. This is what Shams or Shams tweeted out, whatever, Shams or Shams, I'm not sure. Shams, so that's rude. That's rude. I like Shams. He's great. The NBA will allow teams to sign one replacement player for each player who's under contract and test positive for COVID-19. Remember, Hundred of them are in cell health and safety protocols right now. That's a lot of dudes that they can replace effective immediately through January nineteenth. What happens after January? What happens on January twentieth? I guarantee it's like they extend that. The nice part though for teams is that in every new signed player under the COVID nineteen hardship rule, it's not even a hardship though. Get boosted, fam, and then maybe you can play some hoops. Does not count towards the salary cap or the luxury tax threshold. So cheap-ass teams can sign these 10-day guy, ten guys, and they don't get taxed for it. And they don't need to, like, doesn't add to their situation with the cap. Also, they revoked the 10-day contract rules that stated that a player could only play so many games before you have to convert him to a full contract. So guys can literally just be 10 days through the end of the season. Probably you're going to find some former G League player who's on like seven or eight different 10-day contracts, like between now and the end of the season, which is tremendous. What does all of that mean? First and foremost, I think it means that the league goes on, even in the face of mounting pressure to cancel games during and due to the pandemic. And those games that have been postponed have been really not because they care about health or safety, but because they couldn't find enough plumbers in enough time to field eight guys. Like, if Toronto had the ability to pull up their G League guys and bring them to the roster by tonight, they wouldn't have postponed the games. If it was like just Kem Birch and Scotty Barnes and Greg Monroe and some guys from the Washington Go-Go's and they could get up to Toronto in time and pass all tests and blah, 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 they'd be playing. They do not, they're not postponing them because there's just COVID is in the air. It's happy holidays, COVID is all up in the air. No, it's not because of that. It's because they literally don't have enough physical human beings that they can play the game with. It doesn't, they don't care the quality of the humans. It literally can be Mr. Plummer from Quebec on the Toronto Raptors. They do not care. 10-day contract for Mr. Plummer. First and foremost, and secondly, teams are going to have to be flexible. We're going to have to be flexible moving forward. Even the NBA Christmas slate is now up in the air, we'll say. It's two days away. The Knicks game apparently may be upended by COVID. They're saying that, okay, we're going to give you 24 hours notice. At the very latest, you might hear whether you're playing or not by Christmas Eve in the evenings, in the eves. This is like now when Jason Kidd had his team uh, run in practice on Christmas Eve and they didn't get to go home. Like you were 
the random Memphis Grizzly team. You guys are have the most complete roster of full NBA caliber guys. I know that you're not slated to play on the Christmas slate. Guess what? You are now. I know you had some thoughts and prayers out to you and your family. Happy holidays. Like, you're playing on Christmas Day. Like, we don't care. They do not give a fuck. Back-to-backs now, they're saying, are going to make up for the growing number of makeup dates that will fill the back end of the schedule. And we all hate this, especially gamblers. We don't even know who's going to play until game time. NBA is not even giving the right designations for the injuries, which we've talked about. And now the NBA is going to have to find teams that are not giving designations until all the way up until. Because, listen, also television rights contracts depend on marquee stars so if it's like Steph Curry's got COVID or Steph Curry's got a sprained ankle and you don't even say until no Steph Curry at tip it's like all right $50,000 fine for you third uh although the NBA has figured out how to continue playing I think the main issue which is the million dollar question the billion dollar question is fans will fans be in arenas Will they be playing in front of fans or not? There's growing concern that having fans in the midst of the Omarion surge will have catastrophic effects. We talked about this last week, right? Okay, nobody's really doing the whole, like, this is a highly uh, contagious virus thing. They're not really taking that into account. So you don't test a fully vaccinated player. He's walking around with COVID. He's asymptomatic. He's in a stadium with a fan, the fan's wearing a mask, the fan also is maybe vaccinated, maybe not, they go home to grandmama, grandmama gets sick, grandmama dies. Now you've got COVID tracing, and now you find out you've got a player who had COVID, who you didn't tell anyone had COVID, because they don't announce that, like you're not testing him, finds out he's got COVID, you got deaths, now you've got disorder, now you've got big time legal issues, right? Uh... You can't have a roster full of guys who may have COVID and are asymptomatic playing in games with fans. Like, you just, that they could be the most spreadable variant to date. And this could end up being a, in a crowd of 20,000 people, 15,000 people in there, like a super spreader event. Remember, um, where was it? Someplace in the South where they had um, an election, like a campaign uh, event. And they had like a big rally and it was like a super spreader event for COVID then. Like what? Imagine one of those fans, like I said, going home and getting someone sick. Like this is a fuel for a nightmare. One writer noted at The Nation. I don't even know this place, but this is the, that's, the, that's it. That's the place. The NBA has decided that someone will be taking the court even if a team has to play a fifth string guard pulled off the streets. It's not discussing limiting seating in arenas or retreating back to the bubble. It has decided that the television money and the gate receipts are worth not only a probable increased spread of the contagion across our population, but also the possible devaluing of the product. All of that to say, fuck you, fans fuck your grandmother and fuck this product that you think is keeping you distracted in the middle of a two and a half year long virus that's making you go out of your fucking mind in fact one of the few things that adam silver said and he is absolutely unwavering in is that there is not going to be a bubble nope because they talked with the mbpa player association 
Nobody wants to go back to the bubble, even though nobody got COVID inside the bubble and nobody died as a result. No fans got sick. And fourthly, you know, we're not sure and we will have no no idea who's good and who's bad as a team until like late in the season because we've got plumbers and and like electricians coming in and playing basketball and like we don't even know who these full rosters are or what they look like and at no team and no time in history has roster construction been so incredibly fluid like teams that can stay healthiest to me are the teams that are going to be rolling this season teams like phoenix phoenix is 75 degrees all the time like except for the summer like it's beautiful there right now you wonder why nobody's had covid on phoenix like you never hear about any health anybody in health and safety protocols it's like Everything's an outdoor event. All things. Like, you've got, you know, Chicago and Cleveland, where it's ti- tiny little spaces, and it's cold as fuck, and you're like, the whole team has COVID, except for Lonzo Ball. Like, Lonzo Ball is masked up, double, triple masked up, and he goes home and he plays video games, and he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. And, like, that's that's it. Like, the, it's going to become a point where your scouting report is like, what does this guy do on weekends? Does he do anything? Is he a partier? Like, I like Paolo Bancaro, but, like, does he have a penchant to go to the clubs? Like, because I don't want a guy like that on my team because he could end up having COVID. Like, that's where we are right now. Like, we don't have a bubble because guys like Lou Williams will go to fucking Magic City, come back, get some wings, and then spread COVID everywhere. Get fined. So, to recap, you've got a league, the NHL which uses helmets and masks and is barely like in close contact because they're on skates, has like very little close contacts and like they're pausing the season. And then you've got another league that is like basically people who are naked, just shorts and a tank top and they're breathing and sweating and spitting and bleeding all over one another. And they're like, "Mm." yeah, Isaiah Stewart was bleeding all over his face and body and, and I'm just... That's just what they're doing. I'm not going to say which league is right and which league is wrong because I have an NBA podcast. So <laughs> I don't have an NHL podcast, or maybe I've had, I have some different things to say about what the NBA is doing, truthfully. But God damn it, it does not seem like this. Like, you know when you see something and you're watching it and you can't exactly put your finger on why, but you're like, this doesn't seem like a great idea, yeah. you know? I'm not going to speculate how this is going to turn out poorly, but it just doesn't feel like this is going to be a smooth exit. And that's what I think is happening, right? You've got like, yeah, I mean, it's just, ah, it doesn't seem like a recipe for success here. And Adam Silver said on ESPN just the other day, NBA players are 97% vaccinated and only 65% boosted. To me, that seems like the most likely first step. Maybe get that number up. To 97%. If you're testing p- players outside of the parking lot uh, of the NBA, when NBA players come in, they're getting tested, which they are right as soon as they get out of their cars. It's maybe time to say, in addition to this test, we got a Moderna booster. What do you think? Hey, just like offer it to them. Hey, I know you're uh, you're going into practice, but what do you think about a Moderna booster? What do you think about a J&J? Like, can I offer you this? And maybe you'll get some guys saying yes. That's the bare minimum. They have it everywhere, so why not do it? And then who's playing on Christmas? I have no idea. I don't know. It uh, it might be a team. We don't even know the names yet. You had Austin Rivers on a live stream being like, I don't know how to scout for guys. I've never seen these human beings before, these guys that I'm playing against. 
I don't know what they do. I don't even know if he's left-handed or right-handed. Who is he? I don't know. I don't even know if he came from the G League, overseas. Who knows? We might have games. We do have games. Like, we might not recognize half these players. And why? The question is, why is the NBA doing it this way? Because fuck them. That's why. Like, that's basically what they're saying to us. We want our money. We want it now. We're ABC. We're ESPN. We're Disney. And Mickey Mouse is having a hard time making money these days. And Mickey Mouse needs something to go, oh, boy. You know? And the machine must continue to go. There's too many millions at stake. And in order to get those ESPN ads in front of you on Christmas Day, the show must all good just a week ago crew at my house and we party every weekend so on the radio that's my favorite song make me bounce around like i don't know like i won't be here long now the thrill is gone got no patience i mean it's covid stuff it's not all bad news it's not all just dark clouds and rain because at least marquise chris gets another shot at the nba i was lost wondering what he was doing i've been thinking staying up nights being like i wonder where marquise chris is right now he is just one of my favorite irrelevant players and now he's back he is here i needed my marquise chris fix like take the words of celtics coach ime udoka this is the best time in history to be a g league guy or a free agent player or a 40-year-old trying, dying to get back in the league. Lance Stevenson is on a roster, folks. Yes. Whoa. If you've been struggling overseas to get on a roster, you've been in Israel, like, or you're toiling at uh, for the Iowa energy for a few years, or fuck it. Like, say you're old, you don't want to play around in the G League to try to get back in. Maybe you've been on the big three hanging out. Now is your time. The Winter Showcase just took place in Vegas, and there were guys who have never been on a G League roster ever in history. They showed up, played one G League game in front of real NBA executives who were evaluating them and were signed as soon as the game was over. This is not an exaggeration. As soon as the game, sweat on your face, towel over your neck. Hey, do you want to come play for the Houston Rockets? Well, actually, not the Houston Rockets because they're actually getting rid of guys. But you know what I'm saying. This point stands. So with those new rules that we just talked about, there's an absolute bonanza of signings. Players who haven't played in years now getting run because of this expanded roster rule. Guys like Isaiah Thomas are in the starting lineup. Got signed one day, next day, in the starting lineup for the Los Angeles Lakers. What are we talking about right now? This is a reality. That is not a joke. It sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. Slow grind turned into a fast fucking grind for Isaiah Thomas. Boom. Are you kidding me? Marquise Chris has not played since the 2019 season back. Up and down guys like Admiral Schofield, back. Langston Galloway, back. Alfonso McKinney, Emmanuel Moutier, Wenyan Gabriel, Portland legend. Theo Pinson, Justin Jackson, North Carolina legend, back in the league. Lance, blow him a kiss. Stevenson, back in the league. C.J. Miles, 15-year veteran, has not played since 2019, three years ago, back. There are a ton of players also now that you've never heard of on NBA rosters. Like, never in your life heard these words uttered out of my mouth. We're going to go there. Quindary Weatherspoon. <laughs> Jamario Jones. Trevlin Queen. 
Hassani Gravit. Names, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing them correctly. Even, get this, it's Christmas time. Charlie Brown is on a roster. Charlie Brown. These guys are in the NBA and they're gonna get minutes. These guys, you've never heard of their names, getting minutes. No matter what happens, no matter how long this lasts for, they can say for the end of time they were an NBA player. I played in the NBA. I did. I played this game. They're probably going to queue it up on their Xfinity app. It's going to be saved. Save this thing. Extend it out another hour in case we go to overtime. Every minute of this action is now going to be recorded in history. They're going to even get baseball cards, basketball cards, excuse me, NFTs. Probably they're going to be on Top Shot. You imagine, like G League Scrubs, Top Shot. That's got to get sold. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a game where Charlie Brown gets 17, 8, and 8. And he gets signed to a big contract. Like, these are, this is the American dream happening right here. This is the unintended consequence of COVID. COVID just making dreams come true. Truthfully, when would Charlie Brown have ever gotten a look by any real NBA executive? He, there are real scouts putting their eyeballs on film and evaluating Charlie Brown. Think about that. Like, they've watched tape of him. And like, oh yeah, he's like, Got a decent crossover. They would never even look at him. Never. The NBA is impossible to break into unless you've gotten a huge break. And it's kind of a racket because they'd rather recycle these, like, dudes like Jared Dudley or, you know, you've got, like, DeAndre Jordan, who's trash. I got one of the worst plus minuses in NBA history. just keeps ending up on rosters just because of what he did in 2012. And, like... Guys like Charlie Brown, you never know. Never know. My favorite signing, though, by far, ISO Joe is back. Yes, he is. 40-year-old Joe Johnson, who has been just killing in the big three since leaving the league in 2017, was just signed by the Celtics. Dude is still a bucket, I guess, but come on. You're going to play on Christmas Day? You got Joe, ISO Joe... Playing on Christmas Day, folks. And let me just say this. His nickname, I went through because, you know, I'm an insane person. Just, he has a nickname, maybe the greatest NBA nickname I've ever heard. The Armadillo Cowboy. What? Yeah, yeah. Armadillo Cowboy coming in. That's the lead. We're going to get into why. What a tremendous story about how he got that nickname. But And all that reminds me is, is of this. is like you got the Armadillo Iso Joe Cowboy playing on Christmas Day. And you have a seven-footer who can shoot three and handle the rock out of Illinois by the name of Myers Leonard. And he is not even sniffing a job. Think about that, folks. You've got a guy who was paid $10 million a year just a year ago playing on the Miami Heat who now no one will even look. He is a leper in the NBA. What that says to me is that there are owners with a certain line. They allow things to slide, probably like domestic violence, and other things they do not. And the red line for them for a seven-footer with a three-pointer getting run with the Toronto Raptors. Instead of him getting run, he's selling his million-dollar mansion and pushing his energy company that he co-founded with his wife. And the question is why? Because the hard line 
is a word. I'm not even going to say it. You can't say the name, the, the slur, the racial slur is where you end up crossing the line, folks. That's what it is. So instead of playing hoops, he's selling all of his assets. And he started a new nutritional company, and he's out the league. So get used to seeing a lot of familiar names as well as unfamiliar names the rest of the season. And I tell you what, this is just O. We are just on Omarion right now. Think about P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Like think about how many more variants. And then we could circle back around to the beginning of the alphabet all over again. Folks, maybe there'll be an Alfonso variant. Maybe we'll start getting into new, like, global variant names. Who knows? This is just a glimpse into the NBA's future. And who knows? Maybe we'll see Charlie Brown on the front cover of a wheeze box. And you know why? You've been fucking with me since I was a small fry. And your ex man, that's my little guy. I know some that'll kick him to the coastline. I'm on West Side, we on show signs. You know, we can't talk about COVID without talking about Kyrie. Uh, in the wake of Joe Psy capitulating, going back on everything that he stood for and said, apparently huge anti 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 vaxxer, right? Like, very hard line on those who were COVID truthers, vaccination deniers, et cetera, et cetera. He came out explicitly stating we will not have Kyrie Irving on our roster. If he can't play full time and he doesn't want to do what the city of New York says he needs to do to play, he's not going to play. It's what's best for our team. We can't have guys coming in and out of the roster, in and out of the lineup, here, there, everywhere, not in shape, in shape, etc. And then, ah, this is what Sean Mark said about Kyrie's return. We arrived at this decision with the full support of our players, and after full and careful consideration of our current circumstances, that's the key word, including players missing games due to injuries and health and safety protocols. So, yes, they're basically saying COVID is the reason that they have to bring this guy in who doesn't believe in vaccinations for COVID. Crazy, I know. First things first. Rolling Stone has to have an inside man because they've now done three, four articles, deep dives. There's got to be like 15,000 words that Rolling Stones has put out in the wake. And all centered around Kyrie, mostly, like something in the peripheral of Kyrie and definitely all COVID related. How is Rolling Stones getting all this access? When did a music magazine turn into an NBA deep dive on medicine? I don't know, but it's happening. It's happening. So today, a new article dropped on NBA, Kyrie, and COVID. Those are the three. Somebody's in with all three of those. So the big revelation of the story that got buried in the lead is that Kyrie, the great, the greatest story ever, really, Kyrie gets allowed to come back first day. He gets there, pulls up, gets tested, has COVID. Literally walks in the door with COVID. (laughs) Are you fucking joking me? Like, that's amazing. Apparently, he's now, like, because I saw it, it popped up. Kyrie Irving is now in healthy safety protocols. I was like, he just got there. I was like, is this a part of this? Like, is this a stipulation where it's like he's coming back into the fold, so basically he's within the health and safety protocols until he gets enough negative tests? No. He had COVID, folks. He got there, tested. He got out of his car, tested, boom. 
COVID. See you later. Get back in your fucking car and go into isolation. <laughs> what? <laughs> Amazing. And then Iguodala comes out and talks about Kyrie. He's like, yeah, Kyrie's my man. I hope he shows his talent to the world and continues to prove me right that he's a top player ever. They don't want us to see his skill set, though. His mind is too free. It's not. It's not, folks, because let me just say this. Kyrie's mind is so not free, he's apparently only going to take the vaccine if it's plant-based. Think about that. Words I never thought I would ever Google, I did today. Googled, what is a plant-based vaccine for COVID? I didn't know. Just so much the perfectly stated Kyrie Irving sentence ever. Like, Kyrie Irving isn't against vaccines. He's just waiting for a plant-based vaccine for him to take. And you know what? It's coming! Apparently, a plant-based vaccine out of Quebec City, of course, is coming! Is coming! And let me just say, I went down a rabbit hole to the point where I might not have even recorded this episode. Because I was like a health.com plant-based vaccine. Like it goes, literally you're going to ship plants that have the vaccine and the spike protein, fake simulated, just like fake meat. It's like fake vaccine, right? It's like not quite the real meat from the cow, but it tastes like the burger. It's like the impossible burger for vaccines. That's basically what it is. And you can just ship the plant itself. It doesn't even need to be anything more than refrigerated. I don't know. I mean, there was so, so much to it. I can't even explain it was so complex. All I want to say is apparently safer? I don't know. I am now back on the Kyrie Irving sympathizer train again. (laughs) Because I don't know if there's ever been a human being more confusing and yet also as a former vegan, I understand it on like a, on a deep spiritual level. I went to a movie, saw Forks Over Knives, never ate meat for the next three and a half years. Like just because of that. And I was hard fast. And I got it. I get Kyrie. Like he is actively vegan. And there is nothing more stubborn than an active vegan. Like they, you can't tell them nothing. Like you got vegans coming out talking about we shouldn't even have leather. We need to have synthetic leather. because And it's like these cows are dying anyway. We're just going to, like, hey, you should just uh, just throw the skin away. No more leather. Like, they are wild, these vegans. It's like, he's not going to compromise his stance whatsoever. It's like, I am vegan, and I'm not going to put anything in my body that's not plant-based. And until then, I guess I'm just not going to play basketball professionally. Like, (laughs) that's the mentality of a vegan. Like, no compromises. This is my personal moral stance. When I was vegan, I only drank nut milk that I made myself. I had a Vitamix and I had a nut milk bag and you put the, you blend up. So you basically, you soak these nuts I'm going to just go through it. You soak these nuts in the water for like 12, 15 hours, and then, you, and then you drain it, and then you put it with water and vanilla bean into a blender, and then you strain it through a nut milk blank, and then you, it's actually pretty, pretty good. And then you put it in like a mason jar, and then you drink it, right? And there was nothing that Starbucks, Starbucks could do or say to convince me that their 
almond joy in a box would ever, ever touch my coffee in any way. And the coffee probably was tested on animals. Probably animals were killed growing that coffee bean in some way. But it was fine. All I needed to know was that I wasn't eating any meat and that I had nothing to do, even though I probably did, with animals being killed with my synthetic fake meat shit. That's veganism. Veganisms are like that. Veganisms are like Kyrie. And so I get it, Kyrie. And so I kind of now understand why he wants to take this one and he's waiting for this plant-based vaccine over all the other, like, real active viruses injected into his veins. But also he's probably eating Morningstar. And Morningstar isn't really meat. And truthfully, that means he probably doesn't care that much about his health. Because if you've seen the ingredients list of Morningstar, it'll make your fucking, like, hair stand up on your hand. I mean, I I digress. All of that to say Kyrie's back. All of that to say, and he might be back back with this new plant-based vaccine. Like, playing home games. He might be back back. And that just, who knows? And here's the thing. You know what this is all about. You know why the Nets changed their mind so rapidly. Uh, The New York Post hit it on the head when they said this. The Nets are a third of the way through the season and they haven't beaten a single really good team yet. They've realized they can't win big without Kyrie. So COVID is the excuse that they're using all of these players and health and safety protocols to bring him back. This, that's, that's it right there. That's the nail on the head. They needed an opening, a wedge, to change their mind rapidly. Uh, and now they have one. And Joe, Joe Sy at least was honest about it. He said, because he caught some flack after this 180, this egregious 180, he said, my only religion, it's amazing, my only religion is to win games and to win the championship. That's where we are. I think a lot of people are either pro-vax or anti-vax. People are mad at me for taking one stance or the other. But I have said from the very beginning, I'm not taking this as a political thing. I'm doing this to help the Brooklyn Nets win a championship. Pause. I don't think that's exactly true. I think he had some very, very serious comments about that. Joe Psy, Kyrie Irving's decision is not a, is about the team, not him. Joe Psy says choice to not have Kyrie Irving play is a decision for the team's best interest says that he's not going to speak to Kyrie until he gets vaccinated. That's his own belief. But I have to make this team decision, and we are not. It is not tenable for us to have a team with the player that comes in and out. No home games, only away games. What do you even do for practice? Ah, okay, Josiah. Okay. Here's the thing. KD, if KD had a co-star that was a real co-star, like if James Harden was the James Harden we know in his MVP season, and not the James Harden, whatever James Harden is that we are seeing now, if they had a better offense like the offense that they had last year where they were number one in the league instead of 14th in the league, it's closer to the top top, and they didn't have to have these monumental performances from Kevin Durant two years off of an Achilles and an ACL, and the Olympics, who's averaging 37 minutes a night, by the way, in order to beat the fucking Charlotte Hornets, for God's sake. Like, if we didn't need that level of performance for KD in order for them to just stay 
in the mix. Another number one in the East, but this is not the same team. Then Kevin Rank wouldn't give a shit where Kyrie Irving was. Kyrie Irving wouldn't even be sniffing the roster. No one would be talking about him right now. But that's he would be on his couch, burning sage. And but that's not what's going on. Harden's not himself. Joe Harris is dead. Probably gonna be traded. Like Joe Harris is out for the season. He's done. Probably gonna be traded. Blake Griffin. He's not dunking anymore. He's back to Detroit Pistons Blake, which is probably one of the worst versions of Blake we've ever seen. Nick Claxton has always been peyote in human form. Like, you cannot rely on... It's not even... It's not even... It's like, you don't know what you're going to get from him. One night, you might have a wonderful experience of luxury and psychedelics. The other, you're like, this is a bad trip. He missed four free throws in a row in crunch time. You can't have this guy as your starting center. LaMarcus Aldridge has a heart murmur. Who knows how long he's going to play. You got guys like David Duke Jr. getting minutes. Like, that's where we're at right now. So KD needs reinforcements. Put pressure on Josai. Get this guy back. We need some scoring in here. We're the 14th fucking offense in the league right now. We need someone who can get me buckets. Do you think David Duke Jr. is going to give me buckets? David Duke Jr. is not. David Duke Sr.? Who knows? He's probably light the world on fire, David Duke Sr. Truthfully, you know he's lighting other things on fire. KD is tired of carrying this team with three guys on the bench from the G League that, like, what was his name again? Quandrell, Quandrell, Quindry, Schwitherspoon, Jamario Jones. He's like, get me Kyrie Irving back. What is this nonsense? And truthfully, when you think about Quindary Witherspoon versus Kyrie Irving, it's like, I'll take half of a Kyrie over a 150% of Quindary Witherspoon. <laughs> like, please, please, I'll take 10% of Kyrie Irving. Even if he goes on walkabout, what are we even talking about right now? I've got, I've got Kyrie or Langston Galloway. Like, okay, we need to just think about things in another light right now, Joe. Like, we're trying to win the championship, and we got guys that are literally just have a plumber's slit coming out of the back of their pants and wrenches around their waist, and then we got Kyrie Irving burning sage on the couch. A very good Kyrie Irving. Can we just, can we just be reasonable here? And Joe Sai's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. We should do that. We should just give Kyrie an opportunity to play. And maybe once he gets out there, he'll take a plant-based vaccine and we'll have him back in the fold and we'll be good to go again. And, like, let's be real. Like, Joe Sy only cares about winning. Joe Sy is a rich billionaire who bought the team from another rich billionaire, Russian, who is said, basically, I'm opening up my doors for you guys to have whatever it takes to feel comfortable to win me a chip because this is just another measuring stick of my dick and my success against all of my other billionaire fucking friends. And if I don't get, like Veruca Salt, if I don't fucking get that now, I don't even know why I'm paying you guys all this fucking money. Like, why do I have all these divas on the team if I can't buy my way to a chip? So, you know, that's it. So like a, it's like a parent who grounds their kid and then they realize and it's like you can't have my car. Like you're, you're grounded from the car for a month and then you come down with like you're sick and you can't take him to school and it's like the person that's supposed to bring him, he's not available either and you're just like, I'm not getting my ass out of bed for this kid. You just take the keys and go. The grounding is off. I don't like just do what you need to do. I'll see you later. That's basically it. You just... 
Omarion got him. And KD needs some reinforcements. And truthfully, like, Josiah might be the perfect NBA owner for the COVID world. Like, just very loose and fast with the rules and his morals. Which, I mean, he's a billionaire. We already kind of knew that, didn't we? Like, win no matter the cost. Fuck the optics. This league! That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Friday morning early squirrely with a new episode. Yes, we'll be back Friday morning. From everyone here at Odyssey and the Heat Check, happy holidays to you and yours. I hope you make good gingerbread cookies, or as my mom would say, don't bake gingerbread cookies if uh, you're just starting baking. Bake something uh, easier like Chex Mix. Do something like that. So do not forget to download, subscribe, tell all your friends. Please follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. We will see you Friday morning. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.